The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, IDP Army? It's your man, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk. It's been a minute since we did just straight IDP or news and updates, so the season is getting here. Camp news is upon us, so I figured I'd do some news, some updates with you guys and gals over you know, some situations that have arisen with some IDP players, maybe cover and answer a few questions, uh, and just you know, put, put out a good show for you all before this weekend. I will be headed over to Canton, Ohio for the Fantasy Football Expo. Hopefully we'll see some of y'all there, but stick around. It's going to be a great show. Yo, what happened to the intro there? If you're watching the video, I don't know, like a video was going, then it stopped going, then it started going again. So, uh, whoops, too many things running over here, too many tabs open. But uh, let's, uh, you know, before we get into it, appreciate everybody that's over on the Patreon. If you're not part of the Patreon, go sign up now for all of our in-season content. Go sign up. All of our rankings are up for redraft and best ball. Five bucks a month. You can get our underdog rankings uh, on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army. We got a deposit match bonus right now with underdog fantasy matching you up to 100 bucks. Um, we're going to be doing some live drafts at the expo. So if you're out there and you want to go head to head with us in some six man leagues and some three man leagues and some super team leagues, we will have that there at our booth. So come by. Um, Get a T-shirt. Go check out the merch store. Josh has done a lot of good stuff. Got us some cool possum shirts for the OP guys and gals. Uh, we got some good hoodies up there. And you can get a bunch of different colors, too. So IDP Army, we're rocking, we're rolling, we're repping. So we are excited to be here. Um, the biggest news today or so far, it isn't really even popping up on Roto Underworld. Big surprise there. But um, it's it's the, uh, the trade situation that arose today with uh, Roquan Smith. I say trade situation. He requested a trade from the Bears today. Um, definitely not what you want to hear if you are a Bears fan. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a he's one of the best linebackers in the league. A lot of people think he's an all, you know, one of the best. I mean, he is one of the best. I think he's the best uh, potentially in the whole league. He can cover, he can blitz, he can get behind the line of scrimmage. He has solid tackling ability. Uh, he hits interceptions. He's an absolute playmaker. And apparently, the Bears just don't want to pay him. Per uh, Ian Rappaport, 
Uh, and actually, per himself, he actually posted something about it. Uh, he said, to the Chicago, to the city of Chicago and all the Bears fans, I'm going to read a, an abbreviated version. I have officially requested a trade. Just writing these words is deeply painful. Um, walking these hallways the past four years, you can feel the spirit. You can feel the pressure to live up to the timeless history that this great legacy has, uh, this great legacy. Uh, dreams of playing like Wilbur Marshall, Singletary, Briggs, Erlacher, Buckus. Since the day I was drafted, I vowed to play this position at the highest, at the level that would uphold the standard that is set before me. You know, and anybody that knows Roquan Smith knows that he's, I mean, he's a football player through and through. Um, unfortunate that they you know they can't seem to uh, find a way to work this out but according to him they're just trying to lowball him basically he doesn't have his own agent apparently he is his own agent so that they might think they can get one over on roquan smith uh but he's asked for a trade he's been in the building i was watching the coach's press conference a couple a uh, week ago when they first started camp he's been there doing all the right things they're just not doing right by him unfortunately um so what are you gonna do Sucks for Roquan. Now, from a fantasy point of view, I still have him very high in my rankings. I didn't knock him down at all because I think this is going to get resolved one way, shape, or form. Um, either they give him the money, you know, and this is a contract sort of leverage thing, and he still plays for the Bears, which would be ideal for Bears fans, obviously. Um, but, uh, you know, on the flip side of that, if he does get traded wherever he goes, he's still Roquan Smith. He's still one of the best linebackers in the league. Uh, you know, I saw a tweet from Mike Clay. Speaking of which, Mike Clay was just on the show earlier this week. Go check out uh, the videos on the channel for that and the podcast of that should be up now. But I had a, a talk with him, but he tweeted out earlier today, kind of, you know, speculating about where Roquan could land. Um, one of the places he brought up was Miami. Um, I forgot one of the other places that he had brought up, but th there's a few different spots. I wouldn't mind seeing him with the Steelers. They could use some help at the linebacker position as well. If you are in the uh, comments, you know, or watching the stream, feel free to leave any questions. I'll try to answer them for you all. Yeah, James says, uh, give him his money. He's earned it. You know what I mean? Like, he's been a good player for that organization. He's been one of the best defensive players in the league for the last few years. He's still very, very, very young, too. Problem is, the linebacker market is very high right now, and a lot of people don't want to pay it. That's just the, God's honest truth. The Bears are, you know, in a perfect example of that. So, um, and there's other guys out there too. Jalen Smith is still available. He's going to end up somewhere. Joe Schobert's still out there. You know, these are all young linebackers under 30 years old, um, guys that can produce. Um, so we'll have to see where they go. Other IDP news uh, that's pretty relevant for us. Quan Alexander signed with the Jets. So um, any hope that we had for like Quincy Williams, holding out for him to be a pivotal role player. Um, you know, granted, the two guys playing in front of him do have a pretty storied injury legacy history. Uh, there probably be some chances for Quincy to go out and score for you. But right now, it looks like Quan Alexander is the second linebacker to own on the Jets. Uh, he has, you know, a history of being a good player when he can stay healthy. Again, the only real knock on him is health. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up. Keep your eye on him. He's, if he's on your waiver wire. You know, go go at him right now because he shouldn't be. You know, this is the Jets defensive players we're talking about here. There should be plenty, 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 plenty of work to go around uh, for them. So, um, you know, as far as other things I wanted to talk about all defensively, you know, I've have, had some people asking about, you know, Fred Warner, where the hype for Fred Warner is going down. Um, apparently he's not 
participating in camp right now was one of the things that I saw earlier, still dealing with uh, an injury. Let me see if I can actually pull that one up on the screen here just to verify it. But um, so things are looking up for the second hand guys. Algier, one of my favorite players from last year, a waiver wire darling. Um, played well. And then Greenlaw, a lot of people have had their eye on him as a sleeper slash flyer. Not as good as you would think, but again, if Fred Warner is not going to be on the field, it, he doesn't necessarily have to be great. You know what I mean? He just has to be out there um, and he can produce at a, at a high level for you in IDP. Um, but overall, I mean, the Fred Warner stuff, I mean, not to beat a dead horse, but we've kind of been off Fred Warner just in general. Um, in the IDP army, he's not doesn't have the upside of a lot of guys that get drafted as linebacker ones um, ahead of them, you know, and, and sometimes he's been drafted ahead of these other guys. So that's always kind of been my beef with him. Uh, it's just that he kind of just gets overinflated based on what he actually can do. Um, other news I saw, there's been a lot of stuff coming out of camp about Micah Parsons playing a lot of edge. It looks like Micah Parsons might be playing more edge, edge more pro, pro, predominantly even more so than last year because he's so successful at it. Um, come, you know, I just watched, there was literally a, a, some, some beat reporter had posted a video. He got, a, you know, it's, it's training camp, but he was able to man pull off a sack, two sacks uh, in training camp just today on Dak. Um, you know, and Dak's not a guy that gets sacked a lot. And again, Michael Parsons just watching the plays. I actually think that's why my computer was screwing up with the intro of this, because I had that video pulled up in the background and it's just it just overrode it. So I had to exit out of it or I would show you all this. But he had two back to back sacks uh, earlier just today, like literally right before I put this on. I was watching the hype and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, ah, Michael Parsons hype. Like, let's let's share share it with the world. But um, can't share it with the world now. But you guys should should know I'm still expecting really big things from him this year. Uh, I had a question here from Jared Avis. He says, what are your thoughts on Jonathan Allen? Uh, you know, actually, this is a part of a broader story kind of with the. um the um the Washington Commanders getting rid of their defensive line coach uh they fired the guy who was in charge they put another guy in charge now I forget his name I was watching part of the press conference earlier but I didn't get all of it uh, I'm gonna do a little more research on him but uh Jonathan Allen I like him you know he's been very very solid for IDP the last few years high tackle numbers uh being an interior defensive lineman he's just an all-around he's a good player like an actual good nfl player like i can say that confidently um and he can get his sacks too uh my overall concern though is just the washington commanders you know it's not necessarily been a great organization to watch you know if you're playing fantasy and you do want to you know watch your guys play and have good you know good games and watch a good team play football you don't really want to put washington commanders players on your team per se um but i like jonathan allen i think at cost you're going to be able to get him very cheaply number one uh he'll probably go undrafted in most of your idp leagues he might even be on waivers in some and from a dynasty perspective um here i'll take a little peek in the index and see where exactly i have him let me see here allen I have Allen in tier five. That's a good tier to be in. Solid player. Only 27, 27 and a half years old. Let's take a look at his production profile real quick. See what he did last year. 62 tackles on 772 snaps. I mean, that's, a, again, the, the tackle number is so solid, especially for a guy that's not playing a ton. Uh, was able to pull off nine sacks last year, too. So I like Jonathan Allen. Uh, like I said, he's in tier five right now at the index. He's, you know, you could probably draft him as your DL three. 
you know, if you're doing a redraft or like a best ball redraft type of thing, uh, you know, DL4, and you're going to get awesome returns on investment. So I like uh, Jonathan Allen. Love that question there from Jared. Anybody else has questions? You're watching the audience. Uh, keep them coming. Um, what other pieces of news did I want to talk about today? You know, we've been we've all been watching the camp stuff. Um, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick was dealing with some wrist issues, but apparently he's back out there. Uh, so I'm not overly concerned about that. I will say the George Pickens hype train, you know, just to swerve off to the offensive world for a second. The George Pickens hype train is literally running off the rails. It's insanity right now. So I'm starting to buy in. You know, there's always, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, if everybody's doing it, and I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe it's not really happening. But in fantasy, sometimes you just need to get on the train. Like I've been that guy's like, no, nah, I don't really want to be a part of that. And I've regretted it in the past. Um, when it comes to Steelers players, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a little bit easier to hop on the train. Uh, it is going to hurt my priors with Claypool because I am a big Chase Claypool stand. I think he's going to break out this year. But George Pickens, everything I'm hearing out of camp seems to be super duper 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 positive. So just wanted to briefly bring that up. Um, question about Nico Collins. Honestly, I'm avoiding all offensive pieces on the Houston Texans unless I absolutely have to put them on my team. That's how I feel. Um, again, back to my earlier argument. I don't, when I'm playing fantasy, I want to watch guys that I like watch play football play. I don't want to have to be chained to a Texans game at four in the afternoon, hoping Nico Collins can get seven points. Not trying to live that life personally. Now, if you are a Texans fan and that sounds like fun to you, you know, or you really think there's value there, go for it. But I'm just, there's too many red flags and there's just too many other teams and players that I'm interested in where I'm not, I'm going to shy away from a, a Nico Collins or even just a Texans as a whole. Unless I absolutely have to, you know, in certain builds on underdog, for instance, I'm definitely, you know, willing to take Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins and Marlon Mack and Davis Mills. But in season long, you know, I really don't have a lot of interest in holding a player like Nico Collins on my team and, and just kind of hoping and hoping and hoping personally. So that's me. I hope hopefully that's a you know helpful answer for you. Um, keep them coming. I'm loving the the questions, the comments. I actually saw something else today, defense wise. Model linebacker news. So Devin Devin uh, Bush. Well, okay. A Starx. I saw Devin Bush trending on Twitter, and generally Devin Bush doesn't trend on Twitter for good reasons. So I click it, and it's because the the coaching staff said that Robert Spillane apparently is making some plays in camp, and it's looking like he could push for a starting linebacker role now. I don't know if that means like he's going to play next to Devin Bush. I don't know if that's like Devin Bush, get your shit together. Kind of like stuff a coach would say. I don't know, but it's not, it wasn't Devin Bush having best camp of his life. It wasn't Devin Bush going to take the next leap. You know, Devin Bush breakout star. It wasn't that. That's not why he was trending. So I was in on Devin Bush over Devin White. I quickly corrected the second year. You know, Devin Bush is a solid player, but he's not anything above a replaceable level linebacker, unfortunately. Sucks to say that as a Steelers fan, um, or at least he hasn't been since since tearing his ACL that rookie season. You know, he's, he's played some good football, but not great. And it's just not – I just don't think it's really going to happen for him. Again, if Robert Spillane, you know, is getting positive publicity at camp, I'm just gonna let y'all let y'all ruminate on that for a moment. So, got another question here. 
Richie from YouTube says, yo, what are your thoughts on a slammed up Frank Clark? They're saying thoughts I have on Frank Clark for the last three years. I don't want him. I don't want his 30 paltry tackles and 25 pressures and 15 quarterback hits. I don't want him. Okay. He's so overpaid. Frank Clark, um, you know, slimmer. That doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, I mean, is, is he still strong? I, I don't know. You know, he's had this is his, these are his quarterback hits since coming to the Kansas City Chiefs 14, 15, 17. These are his sack totals eight, six, four and a half. Mm-mm, no, Mm-mm, no, doesn't sound, doesn't sound too good. Um, you know, Frank Clark, man, I tell you what, guy had 22 tackles last year. I mean, what are you doing? You played 14 games. You know, you're one of the highest paid defensive ends in the league. 659 snaps, 72% of the defensive snaps. And he didn't have much to show for it. And honestly, he doesn't have much to show for it since coming to the Chiefs. I will, and I always give him his caveat. I always give him his praise. He was a huge part of our success in the postseason and the Super Bowl run. He had a couple of really big sacks in the playoffs. He had a couple of big tackles for loss in the playoffs. He did. Um, I think he might even have like an early, crazy early play in our, our second Super Bowl we, when we lost to the Patriot or the Tampa Bay. He had an early sack in that game. But it's just like you don't want Frank Clark doing stuff early. Okay, because he sets the bar way too high. You want to do stuff late in games, okay? Because he doesn't do much. Again, as I've said, um, I, I give him a hats off for getting us the Super Bowl, my guy. But again, the, the numbers don't lie. You know, 27 tackles, uh, 37 tackles, 29, 22. Sad. I mean, everything's gone down except for his quarterback hits basically since he's come to the Chiefs. I just, I just, yeah, yeah. He's only 28 years old. I mean, you need to do more, my guy. Sorry, sorry. Get a little emotional about my Chiefs. Um, I'd love to see the Steelers trade for Roquan. Yeah, that's actually I'm under Mike Clay's comments. I I went under there. It's like I'd love to see Roquan in black and gold, my guy, or black and yellow. Um, he'd be a great, great addition. I mean, we've had we'll be at Avery Williamson a couple years ago, um, Joe Schobert, Miles Jack. You know, we paid those guys a lot of money, and they're just like they're okay. But we have a chance to get a really special player here. I'm not saying it's like a chance or whatever. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I can dream. You know, I can see what we've done. Obviously, we weren't happy with Devin Bush. All those guys I just mentioned have been there since Devin Bush got there. Why wouldn't we try to get Roquan? You know, or, you know, are the feelers out there? We can trade Deontay Johnson. Trade Deontay Johnson to the Bears. Now we're talking. We got old Pickens out there. We got old Claypool out there. Let's, let's, let's make something happen here, Steelers. Y'all holler at me if you want me to broker it. All right, another question from Jamil. He says, in Dynasty, do you see Brandon Smith, Brian Osamoa, and Darian Beavers as interesting in any way? Bro, I'm going to be completely real. I don't even know who most of those guys are. So, no. Uh, So... um, Let's see what we got here. I mean, these are rookies, what it looks like here. Um, eh, not really. Oh, that's where Mike Clay actually had brought up. Now, I see this guy. He's a rookie for the, the, um, the Vikings. I saw the purple 
uh, Mike Clay said that a good landing spot for Roquan, a team, you know, that has some money in the contender spot would be the Ravens, which is, I kind of like that spot too. You know, uh, he's similar to, you know, Devin Bush is a similar size and stylistic player to Patrick Queen, but he's better than Patrick Queen. I think um, Patrick Queen just got a lot of pub. Um, and I, I had a whole caveat about what I thought about Patrick Queen coming in, but I really liked that spot for, um, Devin Bush was to potentially end up with the Ravens to be another good spot. Either way, you know, an important thing to remember right now in fantasy is, you know, the way things are right now, we're going through the last big shakeup as far as players going up in ADP, down in ADP, uh, moving teams. There may be one or two trades in the first, you know, five, six weeks of the season, but right now we're probably going to get our last couple of shuffles as the preseason games come on this weekend. Um, you know, coaches start making their cuts. Uh, and, you know, we'll see what's up. That's actually what Mike Clay had brought up. He said his favorite thing about the preseason when I asked him was just getting the information, no getting an idea of how the, the players are doing on the field and how the coaches in the organizations are, are viewing them as they're, you know, as they're out there. So um, got some here for love the IDP content from Travis Knott. Can't wait for Sunday live streams. Best IDP channel on YouTube. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, y'all, I just want to say, you know, I, I'm still the IDP goat. Hopefully, um, you know I've put a lot of rankings, a lot of stuff on the channel. Billy was kind of giving me some shit the other day because I haven't put a video up in two weeks. But I was like, man, I was doing the math. It's like I cover like almost 75 different players basically. I mean, we did 21 sleepers, and then we did 24 D line, 24 linebackers, 24 defensive backs. I'm like, man, I put up almost a hundred different players on the channel just since fucking June. Individual talking points about them, bringing up their information, etc. And I want to keep doing more, but I don't want to just be redundant. You know what I mean? I don't just want to put out like a hype piece. Like I could put out a video that's literally all dedicated to Roquan Smith today. I could have done that, like an eight-minute video. But it's like I could just, you know, make a something more out of that, you know. So I want to do more IDP content um, more regularly. But I really need y'all to, you know, keep feeding me questions. I've been doing some stuff on the shorts as well. And honestly, I've just been trying to, I've been trying to, you know, hook some of our offensive friends, you know, over here, you know, say, hey, you guys want to play some underdog and some IDP? See, see what I can get. So, I mean, we've got a few nibbles. I think IDP is growing overall. Um, that can be seen with, you know, our subscriber base is getting bigger. Uh, more people are listening to our content than ever more people are joining the Patreon and buying, you know, little deals I'm running for the, you know, the index and stuff as a one-off package actually gone pretty well, which I've been excited about. So just trying to bring more people in to, into, into our little, our little IDP army over here. So, uh, but I appreciate that Travis. That uh, means a lot. And I do look forward to the stream uh, as well. And I'm actually, one thing we're going to do different this year for the Patreons. you know, we do the live stream every morning, have done that three years running year four now. Um, Sunday morning, we do the IDP live. Um, but, I'm going to start doing a Saturday night live stream for the Patreons only. So if you go to church or if you want to have your own routine on Sunday mornings or if you watch some other DFS show or whatever you do on Sunday mornings, if you don't want to look at me, okay, but you want to get some good IDP information on Saturday nights, we are going to be running Patreons only live stream and mem YouTube members if somebody signs up for a YouTube membership. And you're going to be able to hop in there and I'll just, you know, we'll vibe just with that group of people. Now I'm not like, trying to segregate people off or anything, but I do want to be able to, give my full time and attention, you know, individually to the people that are supporting this channel um, and everybody else as much as, as I possibly can, obviously, like we do every Sunday, we open everybody, anybody, you know, we have, we have a damn good time. It's a good time. So I look forward to it as well, Travis, uh, and appreciate the kind words. Thoughts on Willie Gay. 
Uh, really good question here. I've seen some very good things out of camp about gay. Says, you know, take a little while to develop. Uh, you know, maybe not like catch on. I don't know if those are, those are not the right words, but they eased him into their system over the last two years. But apparently they're really liking what he's what he and Nick Bolton are doing on the field together. Um, everything that I've seen. I've seen a few plays where he's getting his hands on the ball. He still looks extremely fast and explosive on the field. You know, couple that with Nick Bolton's enforcer type ability and getting behind the line of scrimmage. I love I love Willie Gay this year, especially as a late round flyer, you know, flex guy every week. Not sure about what kind of upside he really possesses. Um, you know, I wouldn't go trade the farm for him. I probably wouldn't give up any reasonably good offensive players. You know, I mean, you can find he's a replacement level running back, but or wider running back, wide receiver, linebacker. But um, I think that there is a little upside, you know, just depending on how things go, because he has been explosive while being in the league. Let me take a look here at him in the index where I have old Willie Gay at. Willie Gay is currently. Resting safely in, well, I can't tell you because my laptop, of course, the second I want to use it, starts freezing. You know how it go. All right, let's try this again. G-A-Y, tier five. Great tier in the index. Probably my favorite tier to find, you know, potential breakout players in. Um, you know, it's right outside that guys I want every week to be starting for me probably and think deserve to be starting, but guys have a lot of upside. There's a pretty big tier in the index tier five. We just talked about Jonathan Allen again, similar to what I was kind of spewing before, you know, definitely a guy you could put into your lineup. Probably there's a little bit of upside, but as far as this year, I don't, you know, I don't think he has the same upside as, as Nick Bolton, who I do have. I think Nick Bolton was in my top 24 linebacker. He was in my top 24 linebacker. I think he was like linebacker 24 me going into the year. So, um, Hopefully that answered your question, Ajax, too. Uh, how do you feel about TJ Edwards and Denzel Perryman? I did talk about Perryman as well a little bit. Um, he was in my sleeper video, which I fucked that up. Uh, he's still on the Raiders. I like him a lot. You know, I think he's he, – I watched a little interview with him the other day, and he just – he's a kind of linebacker I like. He's like, I like hitting people. He's like, you know, I was out there with the guys. like, I just gave him a little extra oomph. You know, he's like, it's all love, though. And I'm like, I, I like that. There's a reason you basically led the league in tackles last year. You like hitting people. I like hearing from my linebackers that they like hitting people. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I like. So I feel good about him. TJ Edwards, less bullish on his overall situation. Uh, obviously, I'm a known Eagles hater, uh, so that's going to play into it a little bit. But, I, you know, they signed because you're white. I do like because you're white. Uh, he's been one of my favorite kind of weekly starting sleepers last couple of years. Finished last year's top 13 linebacker. I think he had the same number of points as – not Darius Leonard anymore. It's Shaquille Leonard. Speaking of which, we've been away so long that Darius Leonard has actually changed his name. Or not changed his name. He's informed everybody that his real name is actually Shaquille Leonard. So Shaquille Leonard nowadays, not Darius Leonard anymore. But Kazir uh, uh, White, also on the Eagles, was a really good player last year for the Chargers. I like him a little bit more. I'm not like anti-TJ Edwards, though. Thanks. Just thinking about picking him up from free agency yeah it depends on your league size but i would definitely cop a willie gay type player now versus later you know um you know especially if he does have a couple of good games start the season you might be able to flip him you know get yourself a little bit more of an established linebacker if that's the route you want to go maybe get yourself uh you know somebody that people are out on suddenly that you see a little bit of potential for you know 
picking up a player like that on free agency and dynasty, getting two or three good games out of them, you know what I mean? Like 50, 60 points and then flipping them for another player for position you need. That's how you win. All right. Don't get married. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Married to these guys, you know, I mean, you can get them back in the offseason. I mean, shit, you might be able to get him back in three or four weeks. You know, he tweaks his hamstring and so-and-so. It's like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm over this. And they drop him. You get him back on waiver wire again. You know what I mean? So don't be too, too married to anybody. Um, and if you see a guy that has some upside like that, that, those are lottery tickets. You know, they're golden tickets, as they say. This is a good time. Appreciate it. Got a lot of questions coming in. I'm just going to keep them rolling. Uh, Derek says, is it worth it to sell the name of Joey Bosa if I have Parsons, Gary, and Greenard? Yes. I'm out of the Joey Bosa business 100%. Um, you know, he's just not the player that we've wanted him to be. You know, in your head, he he is, you know, because you have the one – they had the big blow-up game two years ago, 50 points, okay? Had, I think, five or six forced fumbles. There's seven forced fumbles this year. Feels really, really good, right? Um, but the reality is – his highest sack total is 11 and a half. He barely ever go, you know, he hits, you know, 10 and a half this last year, seven and a half the year before, 11 and a half, five and a half, 12 and a half, 10 and a half. Now those are only sacks. Okay. It's not everything, you know, but you stack on top of that only five quarterback or five tackles for loss last year. Something's a little off there for a 16, you know, a 16 week player who's an edge player who had one of the highest tackles for loss two years ago. Suddenly he's down to five instead of 15. His force fumbles way up to seven. And this is a guy who had a career six force fumbles ever before last year. Okay. And he's on his one, two, three, four, five. He's on his two, four, six, six year in the league. One a year before last year, he has seven. Completely double his number. So something's off. Joey Bose, I don't know if he got a hold of Michael's juice and he's playing a little bit more disruptively or whatever. Uh, Michael's secret stuff. But uh, I'm out on the Joey Bosa business because it's just – there's nothing consistent about him except for the mediocre sack numbers. The tackles, you know, those have been high, as high as 67 in 2019, but 51 this last year. Tackles for loss, paltry number this last year, five, has been all the way up to 18. But that's not consistency. I can't count on that. Um, even his quarterback hits this last year, 20, lowest of his career uh, in a season where he played double-digit games at least. He's had seasons where he played 10 games, had 21. You know what I mean? So a little off. I'm, I'm just, it's just too unpredictable. It's too weird. And the thing is, you can take the name of Joey Bosa, like you just said, and sell it. Get yourself something else. Get rid of the headache. Don't worry about it. And on top of all that, he's got these weird concussion things from the last year, too. And we know, you know what I mean? Like, it was that two years ago? And he just, in general, like, was known for, like, being dinged up. And it's true. I mean, he played 16 games last year. He's played six seasons in the league. Three seasons he's played 16 games. The other three he has not. 
So 50-50 shot that you're going to get a full season out of the guy. I have him pretty low in my rankings, actually. I don't even think he's at a – I don't even think I have him as my DL. I just did the DL rankings like a, two weeks ago on the channel. So go check those videos out. I, I talked about Joey Bosa at length because, obviously, then I felt like, you know, needed to bring it up. But let me see here real quick where I have him in my rankings on Fantasy Pros. Um, yeah, he's my DL 15 going into the year, guys and gals. So – that should give you an idea of kind of what I'm expecting and projecting out of him. Could I be wrong? Yeah. There's my caveat. There's every fantasy analyst caveat when they have a, a subpar ranking on a player. He's going to have the best season of his whole career now that I'm down on him. Could happen, but oh, I don't think that's going to happen. I think you should sell him. All right. Travis Knott says, you think Sauce Gardner gets targeted a lot as a rookie? Hopefully that leads to plenty of tackles. Any thoughts? I, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts about rookies. You know, I really I don't like to judge young players until they get out on the field and I watch them a little bit. I've had so many times where I've tried to, you know, tried to say this guy's going to do this or that. And I just don't have an, uh, I don't have a good enough eye for college talent to really make that kind of projection. Do I think he's a good enough player to do that? Yeah, he could get some high level interceptions. Yeah. It's, you know, people like to throw, you know, and, and kind of stunt on the Jets or whatever. Um, but. I'm not I'm not banking on that by any by any means. So we'll have to see. I do like their safety situation over the last couple of years. They've had, you know, decent safeties, not like stars, but guys you can definitely play in fantasy. So and their slot if he comes into the slot, they have had some good slot guys there too. So we'll see. I think he'll end up probably being playable, but again, I I don't know. I don't want to give you too much hopium. Jets <laughs> Jets fans are already fucking drunk on that shit, so um, all right, Richie says, you think Jacob Phillips can make an impact? I don't know. I'm he's not one of these guys that have been brought up the last couple of years as you know, everybody potential breakout candidate. The situation looks good. Look at his PFF grade, blah, blah, blah. But it's just like eventually you kind of have to make a name for yourself. And he just has not been able to do that. So I don't I don't know. We'll have to see. You know, again, it, it's tough, though. You know, some players come out of nowhere. I mean, we see it every year, a guy that we just had never really heard of comes out and just makes a difference in a certain role, a certain coach believes in him. He gives given a certain responsibility or a certain scheme, whatever it is, things click. So that could happen with him, but I'm not, I'm not confident in it. I would say bullish on Nick Murrow. No, not really. I mean, he's a, he's a perfect example of a guy that just comes out of nowhere, has come out of nowhere seemingly and just been a useful fantasy asset. Suddenly, um, where it wasn't really a thing. So you'll have to just maybe if you're into that, I don't know. I don't want him. Mm -mm. Thoughts on Jonas Griffin Griffith from Corey. Um, dude, honestly, I don't, I, some of these players, I'm literally, maybe am I that out of the loop? Like who does he even play for? I don't have him in the index. So sometimes if I don't have a player in the index, obviously I need to look him up. And I've actually been adding quite a few players to the index the last couple of weeks. Um, oh, damn. Ayo. Ayo. What's up? We really do appreciate that, my man, Derek. Thank you so much. Anything and everything, um, you know, super follows, thanks and all that. It goes a long way. It really does. Um, we're going to be in Canton this week. So if you're around or down and out there, come hang. We would love to, to chill with you. Um, 
it means a lot. It really does that you guys are, you know, find this information and content useful, valuable, entertaining. Um, and like I said, I mean, the, at the end of the week, at the end of the season, you know, we want to come home with straps. We want to come home with belts. Um, you know, we want to we want to let people know, you know, we're here to play fantasy and we're here to win, you know. So uh, I really do appreciate that, my man, Derek. Um, let's get back to some of these questions we had here from Jeremy Berries. Any DT specific players outside the top 10 ish DTs you really like to have top 10 potential? maybe as ed oliver at that point in his career where he's outside the top 10 now you know um he was a very 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 hyped up player coming in um very hyped up player coming in i mean there was people taking him in mixed offense defensive leagues in the top three or four picks that year and there was a lot of good players that came out in dynasty that year i believe that was 2019 18 either way He's a post-hype sleeper I would keep an eye on uh, that's probably not ranked very, very high. Ark Armstead, I've seen a lot of stuff coming out of 49ers camp about him that has been very, very good. Uh, you know, that he's been out there playing well, that they, they like what they see, all that good stuff. Uh, Javon Kinlaw, the other guy there as well. I think I don't think any of them are going to be ranked in the top 10, so that's probably where I would I would look. I don't know how sneaky – those guys are and i don't play in a lot of dt specific leagues as you all know um not that i'm like anti them i just don't think that for the brand of fantasy that i want to put out there where i want to bring more people into idp and into the holistic formation of fantasy football i don't think talking about uh you know dts is what people are really here for you know what i'm saying all i'm saying so but um maybe i'll look into that a little bit more for you my guy put out a dt list or something maybe like a cornerback specific list uh, if you guys follow me on twitter i did put out my wide receiver and running back list uh my top 12 <clears throat> got a lot of hate for those um people really like alvin kamara not me i don't dislike him per se would you drop trevon diggs wow trevor diggs would i drop trevor diggs listen you can't even spell a man's name right no wonder you got off twitter Jeez louise come on anthony bowser yo yo what's good hey my man how you doing brother good to see you here um just got here. How are you feeling about the Roquan news? Yeah, we talked about it a little bit earlier. Just patience. He's still one of the best linebackers in the league. Hopefully, he gets his bag. He's gonna get his bag. Hopefully, the Bears pay him. You know, they. I don't know who else they would pay around there. I don't know how many other. I mean, they gave so many guys that don't really you know deserve money. Money. Roquan Smith, Bears linebackers legacy. I mean, just pay the motherfucker. Like, just quit playing games. But we don't know if that's gonna happen yet or not. Uh, I saw something about Roquan being his own manager today, so that's probably going to play into it a little bit as well. So we'll have to see. But either way, he's he's going to play this year, and he's going to you know score a lot of points. So don't don't be too scared. If somebody in your league's trying to get rid of him, or if you're in drafts right now, which I was in a draft, um, I think I was in a draft earlier or there to like yesterday, or maybe it's today. I don't even remember. But I saw that he was actually going down a little bit outside of where I thought he should be drafted. Actually, it was a triple flex league. Shout out to his and hers fantasy and my Saints folks down there and all the folks that are in there with us. Uh, it was a triple flex league, and Roquan was still available. And I, re I remember thinking in my head, like, he wouldn't be available if this news hadn't come out today. So um, by the dip. Again, back to my man, Derek. Appreciate you, my guy. I really do. Um, you know, it means a lot. The super thanks. So um, keep it keep it coming, ladies and gentlemen. Keep the questions coming, too, because, I mean, shit, I'm having a good time right now. Would you drop Trevor on days? All right, at least you got his name right. No. Come on now. What are you talking about? Corey coming in. He says, Broncos had a big finish to last season and is having a big camp. Okay, bro. Okay, this is um, 
this is Jonas, the Jonas question he asked earlier. Where is that? Here it is. Um, looks like he could start their inside linebacker. I, I don't have a, a, a strong take, honestly. I've 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 kind of tried to avoid the Broncos defensive players that aren't Justin Simmons. You know, honestly, Bradley Chubb is kind of off limits for me anymore. I don't really try to figure out their linebacker situation. Um, and I've just slept better at night living that way. Man, <laughs> I'm just going to be real with you. So I don't – he could be, you know, if he's looking good at camp and you're seeing that and hearing that, get him. I will say I did see something on Twitter too. Some people were talking about how Broncos camp is always kind of just gets the most run. So, you know, maybe that could just be somebody pumping him up just to get a little extra, you know – ride the coattails per se, the catch the drag winds. Well, I don't know what the right semantics are, their analogy, but you get what I'm saying. So maybe that's what that is. Uh, I know they have a pretty hodgepodge group of linebackers there. You know, if you want to get a piece of one, try it out and let me know how it goes. But I'm not really feeling it personally, Corey. All right, Jeremy Bear says, thank you. Of course, absolutely. How do you feel about Nick Bolton this year? Yeah, Travis, I said a little earlier, and you can check out the linebacker rankings videos our video that I put up a couple weeks ago, I love Nick Bolton this year. Um, you know, I think he played really solid last year, was, had one of the highest tackles for a loss total in the league. Um, and for a rookie to come out and, you know, he made a difference on the, the Chiefs team last year and kind of asserted his authority, I like him a lot. You know, I like him as a top 24 linebacker this year. I know that's kind of crazy for a Chiefs linebacker to be that bullish, but I really, I really am. I think he does possess what needs to be done for that. Um, I think we're have a good year for him. So that's kind of where I'm at with him. And you know, you don't have to pay top, you don't have to pay top dollar for him either right now. Cause I mean, there are people that don't believe. <sighs> if Roquan leaves, wouldn't Morrow be that guy? Again, I, I don't know because the, the the market for linebackers right now is kind of there's 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 more guys kind of available than you would probably think at, at all levels, you know, very good good players and not so good players. Um they might push him in there, but I don't – I just have to believe that whoever's in charge of the Bears' defense is – no matter what they tell the press about how good whatever the replacement for Roquan Smith would be on the team is, I hope they have the self-awareness to know what they're doing, and that's coping, okay, because he's not. He's not. So I don't think Morrow would be – you know, in quotations, in lowercase letters, yeah, he could be that guy, but he's not going to be that guy. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. And again, I know, caveat, I could be wrong. Every fantasy analyst, I love it. At the very end of any take that is even close to scary, it's like, and it's going to be wrong. I can do that too. All right, how do we feel about Jamal Adams? Man, this guy's hand is jacked. Like, I, he, like, re-broke a finger in camp. This was, like, weeks ago, too, like, the very beginning of camp. Got his finger stuck in somebody's helmet, broke it again. It's the same finger that he's been fucked up the last, like, two or three years. It's not good. Now, granted, he plays, you know, strong safety. So, you know, technically all he has to do is hit people really hard. You know, he doesn't really need his hands. But at the same time, like, you want – I think it might even be his thumb. It's just not good. I don't, I don't like that he is hurt all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't like it. I don't want him to play with the club. I don't. I don't want those. I don't want those things in my life. 
for my you know defensive back one. And I think that he's not my defensive back one anymore. Um, that's growth. I believe I said that on the show. He's now my second or third defensive back going into the year. I did seed and finally give Derwin James the top spot. Yeah, I've got him here at number two. And I might, might give me a little more bearish on him as we get closer to the season just because, you know, I, I don't know. I need I need to do a little more research on how things are going for him, I guess. Um, he just definitely didn't have the highlight reel last year that he had two years ago. So it's, it's harder to be – it's harder to pound the table for him uh, quite as incessantly. But st- I still have him at number two. I mean, it's like – it's not like I you know, dropped him off a cliff or anything. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. This has been super duper fun. I need to stream more in the afternoon, I guess, because sometimes in the mid and early morning, I just you know, get three or four people in here. And that's cool. You know, I love them. But, you know, you get a dozen or so people, you can get to hopping. It's fun. Travis, now, are you still high on Jabril Peppers with him joining the Patriots? Um, I actually did make a pretty big adjustment on Jabril Peppers recently in my rankings. You know, I was very bullish on him last year, as everybody knows. You know, he's a back, he's a high DBD one for me. Um, and he's been a good player, but the injuries, you know, he, he, the ACL tour, I saw they brought him off the pup, but I moved him down my rankings. And actually, I'm trying to look here exactly. Right now, I have him as a defensive back 29, you know, and I haven't adjusted since he's come off the pup. I need to check into camp reports a little bit. I do know that Kyle, Kyle Duggar had a really good year last year, um, doing a lot of different things, similar archetype type of linebacker or db safety linebacker as jabril peppers a lot of speed a lot of athleticism so i'm interested to see how they're deployed on the field this year uh i could see them doing a lot of you know a lot of blitzing with those guys um personally just depending on how healthy peppers is but I'm still high on him, and as much as like he's DB 29, so he's still probably gonna be a weekly starter. Assuming you start, you know, two DBs and like three flexes, you're still gonna want to probably squeeze him in there. Um, but there's a, other DBs this year I'm more confident in at this moment. Again, the rankings have not been fully, fully, you know, published and updated for the season yet. Um, and he just came off the pup this last week, two weeks ago, I think was. So I'll, I'll double check in on some things, see how they're using him. Uh, you know, see how his conditioning is, all that stuff. And we have preseason games to watch, too. So we'll we'll see how they deploy him and uh, Kyle Duggar and, you know, I'll further evaluate that. But overall, I still like him. You know, I mean, I like the safety position. They age out very well. Um, he, he can play a versatile role. He can he can cover. People say he can't. He can't. He can get behind the line of scrimmage for tackles for loss. Uh, like that about him. He can return kicks. You know, he, he's the kind of player that even as a safety, he's – a, a very versatile safety, you know, a little bigger bodied can't get in there and plug the hole pretty, pretty well, but also very athletic um, and quick. So not as high as I once was in short. Never am. <laughs> Derek Richards. Bolton should have the green sticker too is. So his snap share should be awesome. Yeah. I mean, his snap share this last year was not that bad either. If I am, not mistaken, I think he played over 80% of the snaps as a rookie. Let me double check. No. Oh, wow. I can't believe I was that far off. 60% of the snaps. 624. Still not bad. Wow. That's even more impressive that he was able to pull off 112 total tackles. Man, yeah, I am bullish on on uh, old, old Bolton. I said that earlier. Now I'm at, got his numbers right in front of me again. I'm like, whoa. Whoa. Hold up. Give me some Nick Bolton. 11 tackles for loss. Less than 700 snaps. Are you kidding me? 
Thank you, bro. Yeah, no problem, Drew. Any thoughts on sign? Okay, so Lewis sign. Uh, I have been kind of looking into him a little bit. Um, he went with the went to the Vikings, right? I'm just gonna double check this. I'm sorry, I'm just not. Rookies are not my my jam. Yeah, okay, I'm on the right team. I like it. You know, they did move on from um, was it Xavier Woods? But then they also moved on from the other guy who went to Philly. So their their safety spot has just been Harrison Smith for a while. That's like the only guy you can count on. I think sign or is it sign? How do you pronounce this? It's C I N E. Scene. Okay, thank you. Pro Football Reference pronounced scene. So Lewis Scene. Uh, you know he's in a good spot. You know if he if he can get on the field. We got rid of Zimmer. Uh, there's a really, really potent defensive line there. I mean, you got Zadarius Smith on one side, and you got Daniil Hunter on the other. And then you got, you know, the scariest-looking DB in the league, you know, when he gets all hunched over on you in my man Harrison Smith. I feel like there's going to be a lot of errant passes getting thrown by quarterbacks when they play the Vikings, and that could be very, very, very equitable for scene. So, I think there's some upside there, and I don't think you're going to have to draft him or pay a high price for him. I mean, I'm not shilling him to people as necessarily a, a sleeper yet. Maybe I will now. Um, but thanks for bringing his name up. That is a player to keep an eye on. I do have him on one or two of my uh, taxi squads I know in Dynasty right now. So I will be keeping an eye on him as we get closer to the season. And again, preseason games are you know this weekend, and we'll you know we'll get more after that. So. Everything I'm saying right now is is hopeful, wishful thinking. We're gonna get a lot more variables, a lot more solid information in the next couple of weeks. Um, you know, again, this is the time where everything shifts. You know, so if you think, if you think that a player has a chance to be worth more in a week or two, get him now. You know, what I mean, like you're playing the market. And, you know, in fantasy, some managers in dynasty are waking up. You know, even some people, if you, you know, even guys in your league that are in dynasty, that are in your redraft leagues and they're like, Oh man, I got to get ready for redraft season. You know, go over to underdog, use our promo code IDP army, do a couple of drafts with them, hop in the tournaments they are five bucks. Some of them are so cheap. You can win up to a million fucking dollars. Um, and there's no secret, you know, computer algorithms doing all this DFS crap. It's just you, some other guys in the room drafting and you build the best team that you think you can. Okay. And if it wins, it wins. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's, you know, it's simple. There's no max enter nonsensical crap. It's just it's head to head fantasy football. Um, and it's a great way to, you know, see how the see how the real people, you know, are actually valuing guys before you get into your redraft league. So you can kind of spot these pl- these players that are going to help you win your redraft leagues. Because at the end of the day, like we all do underdog and we all do DraftKings, we all do all that fun stuff. But when, most of us, if you go to the heart of our fantasy football journey, it starts with one or two leagues that probably started around a party, a, a fantasy, uh, you know, a, a softball league for me, a dart league, you know, guys in a, a you know college dorm, roommates, whatever it is. Um, the heart of fantasy football is, you know, winning. It's the competition. It's the com- compo- you know, companionship and, you know, the camaraderie that builds through that. So if you want to, you know, if you're a little rusty, if you're not the guy who's watching these videos in April and May and June, you know, getting in an underdog draft, getting some real reps in there, five, ten bucks. Um, and you can go into your your you know your your redraft league on ESPN. You can cut those motherfuckers pieces, dude, and it's just like money. So hit it up. All right, thoughts on LEVE having the green dot, and then Jerron Curse having the dot to ro- rotate when LVE is out. This is interesting. Um, 
you know, I never would have thought that LVE would still be here. Jalen Smith is not. And it looks like they are kind of committing to playing Micah Parsons on the edge more. So LVE is low-key sleeper status for me this year. He's not an impact player linebacker, but he is a thumper. He will get plenty of tackles as long as he can stay healthy. If you play, if you are in the dot, you know, that means they're trusting him to stay out there and not be fragile. Love that. Jerron Curse, I had him in my top 24 defensive backs. I love him as well. Uh, I, I think they're both going to be really good for fantasy this year, uh, honestly. And I might have to look into adjusting LVE up my rankings a little bit. I do have Micah Parsons as my uh, linebacker one right now. And that's because he's you know going to get that combination of the high tackle floor, or he's actually my linebacker too. Looking now, but he's got the high tackle floor because he is going to play some middle linebacker, obviously. But uh, if he's getting these edge snaps, these high equity edge snaps, he's going to be able to get behind the line of scrimmage, get some sacks. Again, I earlier was talking, you know, right before I came on, one of the last things I looked at before I hit, you know, stream was you know back to back, you know, videos of Micah Parsons just getting around the edge so fast, and it's. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not like a great talent evaluator, but when I, you know, he's good. Like it's, it's. You can see it. It's. It almost looks effortless. And when you see a player that can do that, and it's not even really his like traditional spot, um, that's the kind of guy you want in fantasy football. I mean, like those are the unicorns. So go get a Micah Parsons. I know it turned into a Micah Parsons infomercial, but I do like LVE and I do like Curse uh, this year plenty. All right, Derek Richards, and I'm going to make this the last question just because we've been running 50 minutes. I need to get this uploaded and stuff. Um, start, you know, prepping for this weekend. If you are going to be in Canton, Ohio, please come see us, okay? It's going to be a really good time. Our booth's going to be hopping. We're going to be there hanging out with all the friends, partying it up. We're going to be at the Hall of Fame. Come see us. If you're in Canton, Ohio, around the area, please, we will, I would love to meet you. Met some people there last year. We're going to have the offensive points the boys there with me as well. Like I said, we're going to be doing some live drafts. We're going to be doing some giveaways. We're going to have some merch there to give away as well. Um, and we just want to meet you all and just have a good time. So if you're out there, please come by and see us. We are – I'm not as intimidating and scary as I might seem like I am. Rah! You know, so, I, I, you know, you know, just don't just don't say any – don't talk any trash on TJ Watt, and we good. All right, we good. We good. Now, if you say something negative about TJ Watt, you catch the people's elbow up in here. Okay. No, okay. Okay. I'm a chill. I'm a chill. All right. Derek Richards says last one before I jet scene or Kyle Hamilton, man, I'm still sticking with Kyle Hamilton here. I know there's a little bit of like, I don't even know what the right word is. Just ambiguity, but almost like intentional ambiguity being spread about Kyle Hamilton and the Baltimore backfield. Just give me Kyle Hamilton. Don't overthink it. There was a point in time when people were actually talking about him being like a top three player in the draft this year. Not that I'm saying he was ever that good or whatever, but the talent level is there. We're looking at another unicorny type player. Again, the unicorn name has a bad connotation on ID defensive sides because we had a Isaiah Simmons, who apparently is playing defensive back right now. Um, that's a whole other conversation I'll have later. I should have had it earlier, but um, I'm still in on Kyle Hamilton over him, overseen personally. All right, Andy Ballister, I'll give you one more. You think Divine, the safety from the Raiders, steps up this season and plays well as a rookie last year towards the end? Yeah, I did have him in my most recent sleeper video, I believe, uh, which go check those out. The three sleeper videos from this year are up. Seven sleepers, seven sleepers, seven sleepers, all IDP. All the rankings are up for this year. The top 24 defensive line, top 24 linebackers, top 44 defensive backs. Some other updates are up on the channel as well. Um, and whatever content you all want to have, leave me in the comments below. Hopefully, we'll see you in some underdog drafts. Hopefully, we'll get to see you this weekend in Canton if you're out there. If not, 
do us a favor, join the Patreon, support the channel. If you already do that, we appreciate you. Love you. Um, go check out the merch store. And yeah, season's almost here, guys. Gals, I'm so fucking pumped. It's unreal. Um, yeah, it's the best time of the year. So take it easy. Don't forget to sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the IDP Army to show some love. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.